It's time for Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Driven by the Hess Toy Truck, here's Lance Meadow. Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point is brought to you by GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. American-made Peerless Boilers. Go to peerlessboilers.com for a dealer near you. The New York Lottery. Get out there and play. PSENG. We make things work for you. And brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, the official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Visit MBUSA.com today. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you as we're recapping the Giants' 37-34 loss to the Dallas Cowboys as the Giants now have lost seven straight to Dallas going all the way back to the beginning of the 2017 season. And Greg Zerline's 34-yard field goal as time expired was the difference maker as the Cowboys put together a five-play, 72-yard drive with 52 seconds left and three timeouts. And as I bring Bob and Carl into the conversation, Bob, it seems each and every week we talk about the Giants are not a high-penalized team. The volume's not high, but the timing is terrible. And this is going to be a game, guys, that they're going to look back. Eight penalties was a season high, two of which negated touchdowns, but also the two unnecessary roughness penalties against Adrian Colbert, which tacked on 15 yards to what C.D. Lamb caught. Just all of these penalties came back to bite the Giants, it seemed, throughout the course of this game. Well, Lance, I'm going to give you one more. Um, the, the Giants holding a three-point lead after the two-point conversion. You know, Dallas starts uh, at their own, wherever, right. wherever they were. No, after the after the holding panel, after the after the Giants get the two-point conversion, and, you know, on the first play, it was first and 10 at the 25. First play, you've got Ezekiel Elliott bottled up. I mean, he's not going anywhere. You've Everyone's got a perfect run fit. And Marcus Golden grabs his face mask. And instead of it being second and 10, and, you know, now some pressure on Andy Dalton, pinned back, you're trailing by three. Whew, a nice deep breath for the Cowboys because Golden gets called for a face mask. Suddenly the ball's at the 40, and it changes the whole mindset of the Cowboys because now you know you're, you're 25 yards away on a first and 10 from at least getting yourself in position to kick a field goal to tie the game. So the Giants alleviated any pressure point that the Cowboys felt at that point. Those are the kind of things that get this team beat because they're not good enough to overcome this stuff. Yeah, I mean, situational awareness, and, and, and you know, obviously no one intends to commit a foul like that, but you can't, just can't. I mean, it kills your team. You're not good enough to overcome those types of plays, and it just comes and bites you in the tail. And, you know, when you look at the two missed opportunities, the fake field goal, um, which was a procedural penalty, you know, the timing on that, I'm sure they practice it, but the execution was horrible. And then um, Ratley does not do a good job of selling, you know, of trying to fight through the pick. Clearly it's a rub play, but it's get that play gets called and run zillions of times a weekend in yeah. the National Football League. You, there's an art to doing it, and Ratley, you know, it was so obvious that they had to throw a flag. So on a third and six, instead of having a 31-yard touchdown to Darius Slayton, you're kicking another field goal. Like, you can't make those kind of mistakes and expect to win. And the other glaring thing, Carl, and we talked about it during the timeouts um, in this game, was, look, the Giants get some sacks every now and then, and they do it by scheme, and Patrick Graham will dial up, you know, a blitz or something like that, and somebody gets there. But in this game, 
when the game was on the line and the Giants and Cowboys were tied at 34, or even when the Giants were up 34-31, the Giants can't get the Giants don't have a game-changing pass rusher, one that is going to put pressure on the opposing quarterback. Yeah, and then you lose uh, Lorenzo Carter in the first quarter of the game, who's probably your best shot at getting something off the edge against these young tackles. So, yeah, I mean, you don't have a closer. You don't have even uh, a semblance of a, a guy who can come in and get some pressure and, and, and put a quarterback under duress when you need him. And conversely, when the game was tied at 34 and the Giants had time to take the football and, you know, maybe drive it downfield and, and put their own drive together to go win the game, Lance, you know, the, the problem that you have here is the Giants couldn't protect Daniel Jones enough. He was running for his life. Because guess who was coming at him? Demarcus Lawrence, Alden Smith, Everson Griffin. That, you know, Carl had suggested they were overplaying the slant so much, maybe run a, uh, a sluggo, a slant and go. There's no time for them to run that because Jones is immediately being flushed out of the pocket. The one completion he had to Slayton on that last possession was a miraculous play by both Jones and Slayton to even get that first down. But there's no time because the Giants don't have anybody that can make a difference in their front four that can get after the quarterback and that the other team is scared out of their minds of. And and Dalton was able to kind of sit back there and take these deep shots, and he did the gallop a couple times, and that's how the game was lost. And that was with three new starters on the Cowboys' offensive line, plus you add in a new quarterback, Michael Gallup, though, with two great catches on that final possession, a 19-yarder and a 38-yarder that set up the Zerline 34-yard field goal. And the defense giving up three touchdown drives to the Cowboys in this game, each for at least 75 yards. Certainly a step back compared to what they did against the Rams last week. Let's open up the lines at 877-337-6666. We check in with Dwight in Ellenwood, Georgia. Dwight, Welcome aboard. What do you got for us? Lance, how you doing? Doing very well. What's on your mind? Hey, what Bob said in reference to that penalty by Golden, I think that was one of the difference. But these mistakes, the mistakes are killing the Giants. And that's that's the part of the game that you got to get away from. I mean, I understand there's certain penalties and stuff, but these little mistakes, you know, the pick, um, the, um, the, the procedure on the fake field goal, those things will kill you. And that's what happened. Great game. Should have won it. But these mistakes got to stop. They got to stop. No, you're absolutely right. Like the procedural thing, you practice that, and timing on that is everything. The deception was already uh, executed. Everybody was in place. Now the center has to make sure everybody has a beat to get set. And that play is going to happen. It wasn't like a fire drill. They were they were set. They had their the, – the Giants had their formation set. All they had to do was just give it a beat, let everybody get set, hike the ball, and then that's a touchdown. So, and then, again, the pick players run every single week, and Ratley was inartful in executing. He just dipped his shoulder and basically ran a pick, and you just can't. If you just give any semblance of, hey, I'm running my route, I just can't get through the trash here, that's a no call. 
Dwight, appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much for weighing in. Unfortunately, a common theme for the Giants each week, the costly penalties. You remember last week there were two penalties when the Giants were in the red zone. They had to settle for a field goal. The third and 22 penalty against Darnay Holmes against the Niners two weeks ago. Unfortunately, it's come back to bite them too often. Big Blue Kickoff Live presented by the New York Lottery is the Giants Daily Call-In Show on Giants.com every weekday from 12 to 1. The archive can also be found on the Giants mobile app and on all popular podcast platforms. Let's pause 10 seconds for station identification here on the WFAN Giants Radio Network. Dak Prescott will undergo ankle surgery tonight, according to reports. Wake up with Boomer and Geo, morning 6 to 10 on WFAN, WFAN-FM, New York. We will step aside when we come back. We'll get more into this contest that was a back-and-forth affair, but the Giants ultimately fall short. Greg Zerline coming through with a 34-yard game-winning field goal as time expires. Cowboys 37, Giants 34. The Giants fall to 0-5 for the first time since 2017. We'll be back right after this. Play fake to Elliott, back to throw. You just check it down to Elliott, intercepted by Fackrell. Went off the hands of Elliott. Fackrell down the right sideline. He's to the 20, 15, 10, breaks right to the 5, dives for the pylon. Is he in? Touchdown, Giants! Kyler Fackrell took the deflected ball and returned it for a giant touchdown. That was the Pepsi play of the game brought to you by Pepsi, the official soft drink of the New York Giants. Is Kyler Fackrell with his first career interception, Giants' first pick six since Jabril Peppers returned one for a 32-yard touchdown off Dwayne Haskins in week four last season. And the first Giants' defensive touchdown since Marcus Golden returned a Brady fumble for New England in week six last season. Both teams scoring defensive touchdowns in this game, but it wasn't enough to get the Giants over the hump as they fell to the Cowboys 37-34 at AT&T Stadium. We welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. Let's head back to the lines at 877-337-6666. Nick is in Jersey City. Nick, welcome aboard. What do you got for us? Hi, how you guys doing? I got one question. Why? Why, oh why, for the last five years, six, maybe seven, when the game is on the line, they can't make one freaking stop. Not one stop. When the game is, this is not this year's problem. This is going back. You know what I mean? If you watch every game, every single game, the game is on the line, they can't make a stop. Game is on the line, they can't make a stop. Ten-yard drive, uh, ten-minute drive, seven-minute drive, eight-minute drive, ten, they can't make the stop. Why is that? I'll tell why? you why. They don't have pass rushers. They haven't had pass rushers for a long, they haven't had a pass rusher you just you mentioned, you know, the, the last four or five. You go back to 2015 when the Giants led the NFL in leads blown with less than two minutes to go in games where they had the lead and they lost four of those, I think six, when they had the lead with less than a minute to go. Uh, I think some of that coincides with JPP and the fireworks accident, and they haven't had a dominant, You've got a game plan against our guy, pass rusher, since. Yeah, but still, Bobby. I mean, come well, on. But, you're it's still defense, Bobby, you're but, that's, but that's the facts. That is the facts. They've had no, they they've had bad linebacking play, and they've had no pass rusher, a legitimate. Hey, when Daniel Jones was dropping back to pass, when the game was tied at thirty-four. Yeah, he could when, he couldn't he couldn't see right the, because who's think. chasing him? Dexter Lawrence, perennial Pro Bowl player. Everson Griffin, multiple Pro Bowl player with Minnesota. Alden Smith, 
who was one of the best defensive players in the NFL before his issues and his suspensions, but's having a really good year. Those are three guys that the Giants, they don't have anybody like that. So Andy Dalton sitting back there against the Giants' defensive front with three new offensive linemen. Their first-team all-pro perennial guy retired, the center, Travis Frederick. His replacement's out. The starting left tackle, who has been to nine Pro Bowls himself, Tyron Smith's out for the year. And Lyle Collins, their other tackle, is out for the year. But where was the pressure? They don't have guys. They don't have difference makers up front. They got a nice collection of defensive tackles, defensive linemen, Leonard Leonard Williams, uh, Dalvin Tomlinson, Dexter Lawrence. But you need a stud pass rusher. You really do because in order to exploit – a offensive line that has three uh, replacement players, you got to have an imminent threat. You got to have a clear and present danger that says to their offensive coordinator, Boy, I don't know how we're going to account for X because he's going to be the one to exploit the inexperience here. And if you don't have a guy that can do that, and Lorenzo Carter, again, left the game in the first, the first quarter. You had no shot. I mean, there's just no explosiveness off the edge of this defense, and you've got to manufacture a pass rush. And when you do that, you get exploited on the back end of your defense, and that's why they're able to hit a play down the sideline when they need a play to Michael Gallup because the quarterback is not under any pressure. And you contrast that with Daniel Jones. Every big play he had to hit, he had to do it under duress. Game wrecker, guys, I would throw out as another term that comes to mind. I mean, when you think about it. for disruptor. Okay. Well, I mean, just That's look fair. at it. We'll just look at it. Let's just look at it realistically. I just gave you the names of three guys who have all been pro bowlers and some first-team all pros. Last week, you had Aaron Donald and you had Brockers. Yep. Okay? And even Leonard Floyd, all right, you know, not that much. A former first-round pick, though. Okay, yeah, but he hasn't. he's not on the Bears for a reason anymore. But I gave you two guys from the Rams. Who the Giants play the week before that? The 49ers. They got some stud pass rushers. Even though Bosa was out, they still have other stud pass rushers. Uh, go in front of that, you had Khalil Mack and Robert Quinn with the Chicago Bears. And then you had Bud Dupree and T.J. Watt with Pittsburgh. What do all those teams have that the Giants don't have? A pass rusher that you can't stop when the chips are on the line. Right, and here's the other thing. That's how you lose these games. Right, and here's the other part of it, Bob. When you know going in that you don't have X, Y, and Z, and you script things that will give you an advantage, like a fake field goal, like a pick and go, they have to be executed flawlessly because you don't have the luxury of having those opportunities again. So now those are gone. Now you're back to the drawing board, and the advantage goes back to your opponent because they have the ability to wreck what you do. I mean, the Giants don't have any players on their team in the same area code as those three guys I mentioned for the Cowboys, not to mention they don't have a guy like Jalen Smith who when you bring an extra guy, he's a handful. All right, Lance, take us to break. Indeed. For more game analysis, check out Giants Rewind each week for a breakdown of the X's and O's with analysis from one of our Giants legends, all your favorite podcast platforms, Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. We will step aside, come back a little bit later on. We'll hear from head coach Joe Judge, get his thoughts on the Giants latest setback as they fall to the Cowboys 37-34 in Big D. We'll be back right after this. 
second and goal from the four. Jones takes the snap, handoff Freeman, pushes his way left, into the end zone for a touchdown. Devontae Freeman just powered his way in. And that initially gave the Giants the lead, but ultimately Greg Zerline's field goal lifted the Cowboys over the Giants 37-34 as time expired. As we welcome you back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point, Lance Meadow, Bob Papa, Carl Banks with you. Recapping this contest, you just heard the Devontae Freeman touchdown. That brings us to the Giants Power Report, brought to you by PSE&G, committed to providing safe, reliable energy now and in the future. On the ground today, 26 runs for 95 yards. Devontae Freeman leading the way with 17 for 60, including that touchdown. Evan Ingram scored the Giants' first touchdown. He had two carries for nine yards as the Giants went back and ran a very similar play that they ran in the Niners game, if you recall, when the pitch did not work between Daniel Jones and Evan Ingram. A fumble by Daniel Jones. They went back to it and this time executed it. Let's head back to the lines at 877-337-6666. And we check in with Alfonso in Anaheim. Love the alliteration. What's happening, Alfonso? Hey, Lawrence, how you doing? Uh, I got a quick Poor Lance, but it's okay. Uh, Continue. And Carl yeah. and Papa. I said, what's going on with the offense? Do you still feel that trading Odell Beckham Jr. was the right move? Uh, I just feel like we haven't had no spark. We haven't had no deep threat. I don't know. What, what do you think, Lawrence? You know what? It's wa- Carl? Listen, it's water under the bridge at this point. I mean, they got Jabril Peppers as part of that deal. They wound up drafting Dexter Lawrence. They had another pick this year. I mean, you know, who knows? Uh, look, I, the way Odell's playing this year, I mean, last year you would have said, yeah. Listen, it, it's – it's water under the bridge. You can't relive it. Whatever your thoughts are on it, you can hold on to them, but it doesn't change the fact that this offense has to do better. If Even if Odell was in it, if there's no pass protection, you're living and dying on whether or not he can make a big play for you, which in most cases, situations like this, is not going to happen. Now, you got Slayton. He's coming along. Um, they desperately need Sterling Shepard back in the lineup. Uh, that gives them a little more balance offensively. But, I mean, at the end of the day, man, it's it's you've got to be able to protect the quarterback enough for him to get some things done. I mean, Slayton was a guy who could create the mismatches, but your quarterback was always under duress. Yeah, yeah. All right, Alfonso, appreciate the phone call. Well, and the other point that the two of you both hit on is the fact that when – Daniel Jones has an opportunity to perhaps make the big play, let's say a 15-yard throw. More often than not, it's when he's rolling out of the pocket, he's buying himself time, and he's hoping that the wide receiver continues to run the route towards the sideline to salvage the play. It's not as if he's dropping back, he has an opportunity to survey the field from the pocket, and then all of a sudden throw a 20- to 30-yard bomb down the field. Yeah, and you know, and it's, it's simple things, too. Like There was a play in the first half of the game, Carl, where it was a third down that they failed on. And they did pretty well on third downs. I mean, there was 7 of 13 today. Um, there was a play that they had where he wound up throwing an incompletion high into the outside. But, Carl, if he had even, you know, a normal fraction of a second, because they had sent Darian Thompson on a blitz. So he had to just get rid of the ball. Mm-hmm. But if someone, if the communication up front with either the back or the lineman or whatever, reading it, he had Evan Ingram on an in yeah. cut, uh, on a cross. He's wide open. I mean, but he never had a chance to get to that read. 
And and these are things that I think you, you look at and it's like they got I don't know look all we talked about was the Giants got Mark Colombo as their offensive line coach, who sure. came from Dallas, who obviously coached, you know, some incredible Cowboys offensive lines. He knows what he's doing. They got to find a way to upgrade the personnel better because I well, mean it's a problem. Well, it, it's a problem. I mean, listen, they, they've they've gotten better in the run game in some respects, but then the pass game, which should be able to to, to function better off the fact that they can run, it's just still not there. I mean, the protection for the quarterback is just not there. He's throwing so many fadeaway passes. Um, where they just don't have a chance to develop anything down the field. Yeah, I mean, they had 211 yards of net passing today against the Cowboys. I mean, you take a look at Dallas defensively. I mean, the Cowboys are giving up 400-plus yards. I mean, they're giving up 258 yards a game passing, 172 on the ground. They're giving up 430 yards a game. you got to be able to get more out of it. Yeah. So I, I listen. I, I don't know what the issue is, but they don't. They don't have everybody to close the game out on the defensive side of the ball, and that's a problem. And and this experiment on the corner opposite Bradbury, where do the teams go to when they need to make a play? <laughs> they go to Corey Ballantyne. He's not playing now. Yadam was in there. They go to him. Now they go to Ryan, Ryan Lewis. Lewis. Yeah. I mean. They got. They need a better. They need a better option on the opposite side because you didn't hear Amari Cooper's name once today. Yeah. Right? Well, here's the thing about that. They know going in that they're not good enough in some areas. That's why they. Again, I'm going to go back to this. Why they have fake field goals and rub routes in there to, to try to get a big play, and then when those don't materialize because of procedural things. It just puts you back at a deficit as your opponent sees you. You know, they're not expecting the um, the fake field goal. That gives you some cushion in the game. Um, and it lets you be just good enough to win. But when you don't get those types of plays, you're not good enough to win because they can overcome everything else you do. Whereas when the Giants shoot themselves in the feet, they can't overcome those, as we saw over the first five games of the season. Guys, always appreciate the time and the inside. We will speak to you next week when the Giants are back home to host Washington. All right, Meadow. All right, Meadow. You got it. As the Giants fall to the Cowboys 37-34, Greg Zerline's game-winning field goal from 34 yards out. The difference maker as time expired. We'll step aside. Coming up, we'll hear from head coach Joe Judge, get his perspective on the Giants' 0-5 start. We'll be back right after this. This is Evan Ingram, and now back to more Giants football on the fan, WFAN and WFAN-FM, New York. Welcome back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow with you as we are recapping the Cowboys' 37-34 victory over the Giants as the Cowboys improved to 2-3. and three. They have now won seven in a row against the Giants, who are 0-5. We are expecting to hear from head coach Joe Judge momentarily as he addresses reporters following their loss in Arlington, Texas at AT&T Stadium as the Giants had an early 17-3 lead in this game. Then they trailed at the break. 24 to 20, only to then reclaim the lead and then see Greg Zerline's game-winning field goal from 34 yards out. Here's head coach Joe Judge. Certain time it came up. You want to see it work? We've got to clean that up. 
Was that uh, your punter getting a little too quick on the draw, or was it all on the on the line there? It's a combination of several things. We have to do better as a unit, making sure we execute that the right way. Tom Rock. Joe, you were pretty good with penalties all year, and then you had two touchdowns taken away by them uh, in this game. How, how much does that sting? Yeah, you know what? I mean, we've got to be better than that with the penalties. Um, I'm not going to get into too much of debates with officials. They call it. They call it. We'd be better than that. We'd be cleaner than that. Comes down to the best technique we can play with to make sure in the right place at the right time and not put ourselves in a position for penalties. So, look, you don't want to do anything and set your team behind, and penalties never help you out. So we've got to be cleaner with that. On the Daniel Jones fumble, do you blame, blame him or you, do you put more on Andrew Thomas for allowing that sack from behind? Obviously, I saw some of that live. My eyes are not always directly on, you know, Daniel the entire time. Uh, so I got to look at the tape before I go back and, and talk to the team exactly what's clean up there. But, you know, we've got to make sure we eliminate those. Don Levy. Don Levy. Yeah, the, the last drive there for your offense, uh, Obviously, trying to bat, trying to manage the clock, not give them too much time to get a first down. What did, and also trying right, to I'm having it. a tough time hearing you. Can, you. can you repeat that? I'm having a real tough time hearing you. I said the last time you guys had the ball there, trying to go down and score, but also not leave them too much time in case you had a punt. How do you manage that situation? Yeah, you know, we had a situation, uh, you know, we had a runner get knocked out of bounds. Obviously, they had timeouts. But, you know, hey, look, we're trying to be aggressive to get down the field. That was a situation we wanted to get a first down, give our chance, give ourselves a chance to get in the field goal range and win the game. So there's different ways we can manage it. We've already matched different ways in different games. Um, you know, we always talk through those decisions. We're on the headsets together, making sure we're on the same page. So look, we got to play all three sides of the ball, complimentary football. So in that position there, offense, we want to execute special teams. If we don't get it. We have to flip the field and get a position. I thought the punt team did that all day pretty good. And then defense, we have to go out there and, you know, execute in the situation we're presented. Jordan. Hey, Joe, I wonder if you, uh, Lorenzo Carter, they said he had an Achilles injury. Um, how big a concern is that that his season is going to end there? You know, Jordan, I don't have the official diagnosis right now. Uh, the trainers have told me that right now they've got to examine get the exact deal. But, you know, look, our thoughts and prayers with him as well. I'm hoping that it's, you know, a short-term deal, get him back. And once the doctors let us know exactly what it is, we'll have an idea on the rest of the season. And in regards to, you had a second touchdown taken away. Uh, they called it, a, you know, pass interference, illegal contact, a pick play, whatever you want, you want to term it. Uh, what did you see on that, and what were your thoughts on that? You know, I want to go back and look at it on tape to see exactly how far down through we were on the play. You know, to me, it's on those plays, it's up to us to execute the right way. You know, we understand there's some, you know, spot routes and rubs and some friction trying to create some defensive players based on things they're doing. That's up to us to execute the right way. But, you know, I've got to see that. I didn't get a clear shot of the replay up top. Uh, I want to make sure I get a good shot of that on the film before I really start making comments. Lombardo. Hey, Joe, their last uh, big pass down the field to Michael Gallup. What happened there? Yeah, they just made a big play. He's a good receiver, and he made a great pass. You know, we were in a good position defensively, and, and they made a play. And that's it. They got good players on our team, and, you know, they give enough shots on the field. He's been making those plays all year. So, hey, look, you got to give him credit for credit's due. Pat Leonard. Joe, on the play before that, did you think B.J. Hill was held? And, um, you know, after Dak went down, what did you think of your defense's performance? You know, uh, in terms of the holding, again, I'll, the officials call it. I'm not going to get in a debate or any kind of, you know, public scrutiny of that right there. It, it is what it is. We've got to play through the situation of what it is. Um, you know, in terms of when Andy came in, I mean, Andy's obviously a very capable quarterback. He's you know, done a good job in sleep for some time. 
they actually complements our offense very well behind Dak because he's a guy who's got some ability. He can get on the edge. He can run the boots. They don't have to change their offense too much with Andy. You know, I thought we did a decent job, you know, as far as getting the run fit at certain times. Other times we let up too much. So we've got to make sure we fix, you know, the run game first and make sure we're more consistent with that. And then they made some plays down the field and they got talented receivers. We got to do a better job just finishing up the game. Thanks. Ralph. Joe, um, obviously your record's not what you wanted it to be. I'm wondering, though, have you seen progress uh, that's acceptable to you at all so far this season, or does that not matter when you're 0-5? Well, that's all that really matters to us, to be honest with you, is the progress we're making right now. Okay, The, the record will come all right, in time. Obviously, we're not happy about losses. That's not what we do here. But I've seen a lot of progress on all fronts and all units. We keep making consistent progress to keep being better teams year goes. It and Ralph kind of stole my question there, but uh, let me ask you, Coach, let me ask you about Evan Ingram and the way that you used him today, some creative ways to uh, to get the ball to Evan. Is is that kind of, you know, the way you hope to use him going forward? Yeah, and I say every week, you know, everyone that we take to the game, we're looking to use. Evan's definitely a player we want to have involved in the game plan as much as we can, you know, whether that's handling the ball or using some kind of misdirection or throwing the ball down the field. But however Jason comes up with a way throughout the week to use him, you know, we practice it, we make sure it's sound and it gives us a chance to be successful. So however we get the ball to our guys, we'll use them any way possible. We'll take two more, Chris and Tom Rock. Chris. Coach, uh, Jason Garrett really seemed to open the playbook today. Talk about your offense and your, your offensive line and what you saw today. Say that last part one more time. Sorry, I have a tough time here hearing. Coach Garrett really opened the playbook a lot today. Uh, he had the Cowboys on the heels in the first half. Talk about his offensive plan today and your offensive line and what you saw. Yeah, look, overall, I thought Jason put together a good aggressive game plan. You know, and, you know, we're taking shots down the field. Our guys made plays. So we put them in position to go out there and, you know, win a football game. You know, you know overall, I got to watch the tape. But, look, I like the way we called the game today. It was aggressive. You know, we gave our guys shots down the field. And the guys made plays when we needed to. Last one here, Tom Rock. You know, you guys, you know, haven't won a game. You were up 17 to three. You were up three, three uh, by three points in the fourth quarter, midway through the fourth quarter. What's the mood of this team right now? What's the, the last part of that time? What's the one the now? Mood, the mood of this team. What's how was the what was the locker room like? Look, obviously they're disappointed after any game we don't come out winners. But the one thing that I know about our team is it's a resilient group and it's a hard working bunch. You know, we come back to work this week. We're going to see great energy. We're going to have great focus, and we're going to get tuned in ready for another division opponent. And all of our focus, whether it's win or loss, shifts the next opponent the next morning anyway. So we got to clean up this game, learn the next opponent, and move on forward. All right, thanks, Coach. You're all set. All right, so that was Joe Judge's press conference brought to you by Mercedes-Benz, official luxury vehicle of the New York Giants. Visit MBUSA.com today as he was asked a lot about the play in the trenches as well as the mood of the team as they are now 0-5 for the first time since 2017. And they will continue to play divisional foes over the next two games as they have Washington and Philadelphia with Tampa Bay in between before they play Washington and Philadelphia again. They knew they were entering a stretch where they would have five divisional games in the span of six contests. We will step aside when we come back. We'll take you around the NFL Week 5 scoreboard.
tell you the ins and outs of what happened across the board. Later on, Jeff Fiegels will join me. We'll also continue to get to your phone calls at 877-337-6666 as the Giants fell to the Cowboys 37-34 at AT&T Stadium. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Jeff Fiegels joins me, Lance Meadow, with you as we are recapping the Giants' 37-34 loss to the Cowboys at AT&T Stadium. Greg Zerline, game-winning 34-yard field goal as time expired. Let's take you through the player of the game. And it is brought to you by the members and contractors of Local 825 Operating Engineers, ELEC 825 Building Our Future. Darius Slayton, eight catches, 129 yards. Longest catch was 39. He was targeted 11 times. Was in sync with Daniel Jones for the majority of this contest. This is his second game over the century mark this season. He also had over 100 yards along with two touchdowns in week number one against the Steelers. Well, Jeff, five games into the season, and unfortunately we seem to be talking about the same consistent themes week in and week out. Penalties again coming at the worst possible times. And, you know, the other thing that I think is important to note – After watching the Rams game last week, Jeff, a big part of our conversation was, well, is that the defense that's going to show up on a consistent basis, or was that just a flash last week? And Dallas had sort of a get-right game, which we've brought up also at times last season. What I mean by that is Dallas had been playing from behind all season long. They were down early, but notice once the game got close, Cowboys were able to run the football effectively. They were able to utilize Zeke, and I don't think it's a surprise, 33 pass attempts, 29 rushes. That's exactly where Dallas wants to be, especially with their personnel groupings. Yeah, we talked about that coming uh, into the program today because we knew that the the Cowboys wanted to be more balanced because when they are coming from behind, it's very tough to be balanced. So um, I just feel like, you know, this this Giants team, uh, and I'm going to continue to say this until I, I think that I'm, I'm – I really believe that this team is getting better. Um, I, I've been listening to a little bit of Carl and some of the callers before, and, and it's certainly, you know, it is up to the team to to bring in players to to make big plays. And that's one thing that this team, both offensively and defensively, has been lacking, is in the big play to, uh, department. And when you look at the Cowboys, what they did today, Lance, they made big plays down the field. And Especially made on them, that final drive. They made them when they had to. And I think that that's a team where, Uh, You know, Michael Gallup certainly is not a young guy. He's been around for a few years, and he makes big plays. We talked about him getting deep. He's your deep threat. CeeDee Lamb is a guy that just they put him in a design place for him. They make big plays, and I'm just waiting for that to happen. But, you know, it's up to the team to bring in these players and develop them. It's up to them to get them to a point where, whether it's at the offensive line position, whether it's a defensive end position to put pressure on the quarterback. Um, and so the general manager and the team, they've got to go out and they've got to scout and they've got to bring guys in here and draft well and develop these guys. It's not as easy as people think to just go out and just sign people to rush the passer or fill in it in an offensive left tackle or right tackle. And remember, folks, this team has played five football games in a new system, all new coaches, and no preseason. So I still continue to pump the brakes a little bit, but I am seeing some some improvement in areas, but I'm seeing a lot of stuff that is just repeating every week, and that comes down to discipline, especially the penalties, like you said, Lance. And they, have, they you took two of them off the board today. Uh, and once again, we are talking about a game where 
coming into this game today, the Giants possibly could have won two of those four games, um, but they shot themselves in the foot. They did it again today because of penalties. Yeah, especially when you have an opportunity to go up against an offense that was number one in terms of yardage coming in. You Mm -hmm. know you're going to have to score at least 25 points to have a realistic shot to win the game. You can't afford to then have two touchdowns off the board, especially, Jeff, one of which comes on right in your wheelhouse, special teams where you have a beautiful play laid out that catches their special teams unit off guard, and then all of a sudden it goes to waste because somebody moved on an illegal shift, which was Cam Fleming. Yeah, real quickly, the Giants scored 34 points today with no passing touchdowns. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, if you're sitting there thinking about, you know, the Giants, when are they going to put some points on the board? You would think if I told you the Giants scored 34 points today, you would say to me, well, how many touchdowns did they have? How many touch- passing touchdowns? Man, who had a great game? None. Nobody did. Um, but, yes, the special teams play is one that that's a game plan. That's something that they see on tape that they can take advantage of. Um, it's old school. I actually threw a touchdown pass way, way back in the day on the same exact play uh, where the guy comes in, he he acts like he's going off the field, and as long as he's outside the numbers and nobody covers him, it's a hot play, you throw it. But that's the easy part about it. You know, I guess the, the hard part is getting set. And, you know, Joe Judge said in his press conference when somebody asked him about was it a little bit an early snap, and I probably would say yes because Riley Dixon does have to make sure that everybody's set on the line before it's going to work. I'll tell you what happened. He got a little bit excited that he was uncovered, and he was, you know, he didn't want to wait for one of those cornerbacks to, to identify that, he, that Ingram was not covered and all of a sudden run out there. So I think it was probably a little bit of both. But Cam Fleming's, he's got, you know, he's got to get down and get, re- and get ready, and they got to execute that play. Just for the record, your touchdown was official, and it still lives, and it's alive and well in the archives, right, Jeff? There were no penalties. There were no issues that called it back. I just want the record to speak for itself. Well, the record will speak for itself. However, the record, there is no record of it because it was a preseason game. Oh, okay. Boy, did you bury the lead there, Jeff. You had me all excited. I was at the edge of my seat. I was going to look it up during the break. Uh, There goes that. Calvin Calvin Williams was the, uh, the receiver that caught it. Um, I actually have a picture of it in my in one of my binders of me throwing a touchdown pass in the NFL game, and I don't care if it wasn't in the preseason, if it wasn't regular season, I still threw a touchdown. So you know, that's there about you go. It. And you never know when it comes to be a valuable talking point on Mercedes Benz <laughs> Giants extra that's point right. too. Yeah, decades later, who knows what will come up? But in terms of the offensive production, as Jeff just alluded to, Gano four field goals, he had two rushing touchdowns, and Daniel Jones now has gone four straight games without throwing for a touchdown after in his first 13 career games throwing for at least one. Well, we will step aside. When we come back, we'll get some player reaction. We'll also get feedback from you at 877-337-6666 and look ahead to the next challenge for the Giants, a beat-up, banged-up Washington team as they look to get back in the hunt in divisional play. Hang tight. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck. Back to Mercedes-Benz Giants Extra Point. Lance Meadow, Jeff Fiegel's with you as we are recapping the Giants' 37-34 loss to the Dallas Cowboys. The Giants now 0-5 for the first time since 2017. And here's another interesting tidbit. The Jets and the Giants, in the first time in NFL history, have both combined for 0-10 records to start the season. So not necessarily something that anybody wants to brag about, but this is a very unusual season, and I think the Giants and the Jets certainly come to the forefront with respect to that. Let's hear from some of the Giants players. And Logan Ryan, key member of the secondary, he spoke to the media. This is what he had to say. 
uh, obviously you're not trying to injure Dak, but what did you, what did you see on that play uh, from that tackle standpoint? Yeah, first and foremost, you know, the worst thing that happened today was the Dak injury. I mean, bigger than football. I mean, I, I, I feel terrible. Um, it was a routine football play. Look, I studied a lot. I thought this game would come down a lot to me and Dak. I know it's a team game, but my job in this game plan was to make it tough on Dak. And he made it really tough on us. He's a hell of a player. He's got a lot better in his reads. He's got a really good arm. Um, I mean, he was he was tearing it up there, and he was making it hard on me. And um, that's why this sucks, man. I mean, you got a guy who I'm in a similar position. He's he's scratching, scratching and clawing one year on his deal um, to try to get rewarded, try to do the right thing, try to show up to work, try to lead his team, try to get a lucrative contract, and uh, had to come out and prove it this year for him to get that type of injury. I mean, that's why I feel like Dak, I hope he gets $500 million when he comes back. He deserves it. He's a hell of a quarterback. Um, that was nothing but a routine tackle. Two competitors. He's trying to stiff army. I'm trying to tackle and punch the ball out. And when I saw it, I saw it immediately. I broke my fibula. I broke my leg two years ago, and I came back a better player. And I just wanted to wish him well. I mean, obviously, with no uh, malintent there, but I, I went through a similar injury a couple years ago. And um, I just told him, what would Kobe do? You know, I hope he comes back. I hope he gets $500 million. I hope he deserves it. And honestly, that was the worst thing that happened today. And I got a sick taste in my stomach for it because he was playing a hell of a game. It was a hell of a battle between us. So I hate to see it, but stuff like that, adversity, it makes a real one stronger. And uh, I heard he's getting surgery tonight. I asked my people to reach out so I can send him a tweet or get his phone number and wish him the best of luck. But nothing ill will on my part. Man, he's a hell of a player. He's having a hell of a year. And I know he's going to come back even stronger. Bar Schwartz. Hey, Logan, um, what are you, um, um, about your team and this loss, what are you thinking? What are you feeling right now? Um, you know, so many back and forths, uh, quick lead, deficit, comeback, uh, tie game. You guys give up the field goal, play down, you know, play uh, over the top. Um, I mean, is the frustration level just, just incredibly tangible right now for you and your team? Yeah, this one hurts because um, we felt like, Felt like we, we could have won that one, but uh, we didn't play well enough to win. Turnovers, penalties, bad bad defense in the, before the half, bad defense at the end of the game. Um, got to execute better. Got to make got to make more progress. Got to do it quickly. But look, man, I'm not running anywhere. I'm here. I don't care what the record is. I'm here. I'm gonna lead our troops. Joe's gonna lead the troops, and we're gonna we have to execute better. I mean, I've been on really good teams, and um, it's about details and execution. And that's on the players. And that's, a, that's why it hurts because we care. If you saw guys out of the locker room in two minutes, you know, dressed up, can't wait to get to see what the snack was after the game, I don't think you have that here. You have guys really painfully hurt with this one. But we put a lot of work in. We put a lot of effort. We had a really great week of practice, and we just didn't execute in the situation we needed. Hats off to them. Gallup made some good plays. We did a good job containing them. He made some good plays. C.D. Lamb's a, a really good player. Uh, for a rookie, I mean, he came out, and, and he, he tore us up in the zones. We had to adjust. Andy Dawn came off the bench and made, and made a good throw there at the end. And we just got to be better. Um, and we know we can be. Our expectation, our standard is to be. Our standard is to win these games. And that's why it hurts. So that was Giants defensive back, 
Logan Ryan meeting with reporters. It was brought to you by Toyota, the official vehicle of the Giants. He was reflecting on the Dak Prescott injury, which occurred early in the second half. As according to multiple reports, Dak was taken to the hospital. He will undergo surgery. That is why Andy Dalton came in to replace him. Logan Ryan was the one that tackled Dak on that play in which his ankle came down in a very awkward position, and we certainly wish Dak the very best in terms of his recovery. You hate to see that, no matter what player is involved in that. Today's scoring drive of the game brought to you by Investors Bank. Get the official New York Giants checking account only from Investors Bank. Visit InvestorsBank.com slash Giants for more details, and we'll go all the way to the very first drive of the game for the Giants. It was their most effective drive. Seven plays, 75 yards, took 427 off the clock. Evan Engram, on an end-around, three-yard rushing touchdown, his first career rushing touchdown, and it gave the Giants an early 7-3 lead. Well, stick with us if you are listening to us on The Fan in New York because we're going to be right back with more post-game coverage, taking your phone calls. But it's time to say goodbye to the affiliates on our radio network and on the Giants' digital platforms. The final score once again, Cowboys 37, Giants 34, Greg Zerline's 34-yard game-winning field goal as time expired. The difference maker is the Cowboys improved to 2-3. and three. They've now won seven in a row against the Giants. The Giants fall to 0-5 on the season. You've been listening to Giants Football on the WFAN Giants Radio Network, driven by the Hess Toy Truck.